Hi everyone and welcome back to the Hattie Homemaking Podcast. In today's episode we are going to be talking all about being a highly sensitive person. So I've got 11 tips for the highly sensitive person. We're going to touch on a range of different things like how we could maybe be more prone to attracting narcissists and toxic people into our lives, how to avoid sensory overload and also touching a little bit on burnout as well. So hopefully this podcast is enjoyable for you and hopefully you get some useful tips out of it and things that you can really relate to. So just before I get started on the tips, I just want to touch on what it means to be a highly sensitive person for people that don't know. So being a highly sensitive person is different for everyone, but I think we have a lot of things in common that makes us highly sensitive people. I think by coining the term highly sensitive people, it really has united a group of people who have felt like this their whole lives and have really struggled to put their finger on what exactly is maybe throughout their lives they've been told they're too sensitive they're too this too that and actually there's a lot of strengths in being a highly sensitive person which I will cover in another podcast if that's something you would find useful but today we are going to be talking about the tips because being a highly sensitive person does really affect how you view the world and how you yourself are affected by the world so these tips today are just going to be helping you to navigate the world while taking into account the triggers that you might have that other people might necessarily not have so I'll just quickly touch on what being a highly sensitive person means to me so for me my whole life I have been one of those people that has been told I am far too sensitive and actually as I've grown up I really have have started to see how it is actually a strength. I'm a very empathetic person, like almost maybe too much. Um, so someone said to me once that I'm an empath and they use that word. I knew the phrase empathetic, but I never knew that you could describe someone as an empath, if that makes sense. So after that person told me that, I went back and I spent ages looking at videos and online resources about what it means to be an empath, but then also about the potential triggers and why I am so prone to getting burnout. So that's another way I I present in that I am very prone to burnout. I am super prone to fatigue. I've mentioned on my podcast before that I have been diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome. And I do often wonder if being a highly sensitive person has increased my likelihood of being diagnosed with chronic fatigue syndrome. I'm very careful about what I say about that because I think sometimes people can say chronic fatigue syndrome is in someone's head or it's a personality thing when actually it can feel very very physical and it does present very physically for me but for a lot of people they are completely housebound and in wheelchairs and things so I think I'm just conscious of being quite careful in what I say about the psychological link with chronic fatigue syndrome. That being said, I think through how I view the world and how I am affected by the world, it definitely increases my fatigue. So it would be silly of me to ignore the fact that my fatigue does go hand in hand with being a sensitive person. So the other way ways I am affected is I can be really really affected by bad news and world events so 
things like the Black Lives Matter movement, things like the war in Ukraine and all the other stuff that goes on, all of that really does affect me to my core. If I turn on the news and I see these stories or I see any pictures of children in pain, it affects me for days afterwards like it all make me feel physically sick to the point where I can't stop thinking about it and it can be very dangerous for me when I feel like I have no power to help those people so I can kind of deal with it on a smaller um, basis like in things that happen in my neighborhood because you can physically help then but I am very affected by world news and things like that. The other thing I get is massive sensory overload so I cannot deal with too many noises at once that's the other way I am affected and just general senses so if I am out and about and there's like loads of different smells loads of different noises it's busy people pushing around I just I can't hack it I need to get home and it brings me very close to a panic attack and then finally the way it affects me is I can be very very anxious and worried about offending people and worried I like I'll go to a social event and then come home and then I will think over everything I have said and wonder if I have offended someone and yeah I'm just really really conscious and like quite socially anxious at times even though I'm not quiet in social situations I'm actually in in certain situations I can be quite extroverted so that's where sometimes my personality conflicts <laughs> in a way it would be easy for me to be easier for me to be an introvert because I would say less and then have less to worry about but I go out and I can get overexcited and I enjoy being around everyone but then it's just it increases the amount I say so therefore increases the amount I'm anxious about what I could potentially have said that upset someone. So all of these mental effects of being a highly sensitive person, they present, as I've mentioned, very physically for me. So that fatigue, I also get a lot of headaches and brain fog because my mind is constantly working. It's constantly busy assessing, risk assessing, making sure everyone's okay. So being a highly sensitive person, you will be more prone to those physical symptoms as well. So that is something worth noting. So now I've touched a little bit on what being a highly sensitive person is. I've talked about it more from my own perspective just because we are all so different and it might present slightly different in you but sometimes I think hearing someone else talk about these things it can maybe just be a little light bulb in your mind to be like that is exactly what I deal with as well and hopefully it makes you feel less alone as well especially when we might have been told our whole lives we're too sensitive. That can start getting to us <laughs> so it's nice to hear someone else say that they are just like that and actually being a highly sensitive person is not something you're going to be able to change you can do these tips that I'm about to talk about and it will definitely soften how much you are affected by the world and it will definitely protect you more but it's never going to change the fundamentals of who you are so let's get started on the 11 tips for the highly sensitive person so my first point is about being very careful who you have in your life be very careful about who you choose as your close friends and even family sometimes I really am obsessed with a psychologist on YouTube her name is Dr Ramani and she specializes in narcissism so I've watched so many videos of hers and she has really really helped guide me through some of my tougher relationships in life 
and she has really helped me feel heard and understood and helped me understand other people. Sometimes when you're a highly sensitive person, growing up you think that everyone is like you, you think that everyone cares about each other's feelings as much as you care and the reality is that not everyone does and there's a lot of research into narcissism, the link between narcissism and highly sensitive people in that highly sensitive people can be much more prone to attract narcissists into their lives. A narcissistic person really thrives off being around highly sensitive people because their emotions are so easy to access. They wear their heart on their sleeves and actually we can be quite easy to manipulate because we are so highly attuned to other people feeling pain or feeling those negative emotions, we are a lot more quick to jump to try and help people and because of that we can be easy to manipulate and also another thing about being a highly sensitive person is we might try and avoid conflict so we might be more prone to big up the narcissist to agree with everything they say to be just very easygoing and while that's a good thing for the majority of the population narcissists will be drawn to that because they will have that sense of control and then as a highly sensitive person if we have too many of these toxic narcissistic people in our lives they will then drain our energy 10 times more so just be really careful about who you surround yourself with I do think even if you don't have any relationships in your life that you do think could be toxic or you do think could be narcissistic I still think as a person it is a really good idea to get clued up on the signs of narcissism and how to protect yourself from it as well so I really would recommend watching a couple of doctors to Ramani's videos just because it's so useful to learn about other people because I would say narcissism narcissism is the opposite to a highly sensitive person so they have a real inflated sense of self they have they find it very difficult to empathize with other people so in in some ways we are complete opposites and because of that it can definitely attract together because we can be of such use to a narcissist in their lives. So try and protect yourself from that. I know that sounds like a really negative judgmental view on people to have. And it really is a minority of people who have narcissistic personality traits. But as a highly sensitive person, the way to protect yourself is really by informing yourself. And actually, once you start empowering yourself with that knowledge, it's very difficult not to notice it but because you notice it early you then avoid getting trapped in in that narcissist can come in all shapes and forms they can come in the form of a friend of a family member of a boss they can be anywhere so the more you can empower yourself to not get sucked too deep into a relationship with them before it happens the better it's going to be for yourself the more you're going to protect your energy as a highly sensitive person and just protect yourself from things like emotional abuse and sometimes it can go on to be even worse so that's my number one point be very careful about who you surround yourself with and make sure you are surrounding yourself with people that are going to be good for your energy and will really lift you up and also understand you as a person as well and understand that you're sensitive and not want to 
poke at that <laughs> they will understand you and just try and protect you a little bit as well I think a good friend of someone who is highly sensitive will be very attuned to them as well and will have high levels of empathy themselves so they will know when you are feeling those burnout feelings or a good friend will know when you need to cancel plans because you're just feeling exhausted and you have maybe had a day full of loads of busyness and sensory overload and you just need to pull out of a plan that you have with a friend a good friend of a highly sensitive person would understand that so that leads me to my next point about not just being careful about who you surround yourself with but being careful about what you surround yourself with so being careful about what plans you make how many plans you make how many plans on the same day and how many plans that will be a similar environment so i think as highly sensitive people we can do what everyone else can do we just have to do it in a different way so for example a lot of people would be able to go out shopping in a busy town centre, come home that night, get ready and then go out clubbing or to bars or restaurants with their friends and then they will feel completely happy with that, They, their energy might be affected the next day because they've been out and had fun but for a highly sensitive person, for us that could knock us back for days or weeks because it is simply too much so we can still do those same plans, it's just about being a little bit more smart with our time so if possible try not to make too many plans on the same day it's really important as highly sensitive people that we do have that time to recharge and that time to be on our own so make sure that you are prioritizing that and just being very careful about your plans like I mentioned a good friend will understand the effects of being a highly sensitive person and they are not going to be offended if you need to say no to plans or you need to cancel plans within reason obviously by being careful what you fill your time with try not to accept in the first place something that you know is going to be too much because we don't want to be constantly letting people down and also because we are so highly sensitive we will then be extra aware of letting people down and people feeling sad that we've cancelled plans so that's going to hurt us as well in the long run so try just not to make too many plans in the first place my next point is about being careful about the types of things that you're hearing in your daily life. So I think sometimes we can hear a lot of negativity from the news, from social media. There's a lot of opinions flying around. I don't know about you, but I'll go on TikTok and there'll be one woman complaining about how rubbish men are. Then a man will be on there complaining about how rubbish women are. Then I'll see like a clip of a war in another country then there'll be a clip of the cost of living crisis and it can just be very very negative and although social media I've spoke about this in other podcasts I feel like I am starting to sound a little bit like a broken record when it comes to social media which is ironic because I'm on it myself <laughs> but I think as a highly sensitive person we just need to be extra aware of that and how much negativity we are consuming because other people can probably hear all that negativity and all that sadness and while it will affect them they will just be able to bounce back quicker whereas for us it will linger in our brains for longer it affects us on a deeper level because we're so sensitive and so easy to trigger and also because of the high levels of empathy 
we are putting ourselves in that position. So say for example, you're watching the news and you see a poorly child, you are then putting yourself in the position of that mother who is with her child. And you're just going through all of these different experiences and empathizing with these people. And actually that's very, very draining. And there's such a thing called compassion fatigue as well. And I think sometimes highly sensitive people are much more prone to compassion fatigue. And that is where you just feel like you have taken on so many worries and you have been compassionate for so long that it just leads to burnout. So I think it's really important to be careful about how much you are consuming and also how much you are empathizing. If you are getting way too into that person's role who is going through that terrible thing, although that has its power in that it allows you to empathize and you'll be more likely to be motivated to help to a certain degree we can only take on so much so as a highly sensitive person just step back where you need to and protect yourself you can't pour from an empty cup at the end of the day and as well as the news avoid sometimes there are people in life this sounds like a whole podcast just saying that other people are rubbish and I'm great <laughs> I'm joking um but sometimes there are people who like to have a bit of a moan they like a little bit of negativity they might be drawn to gossip and I think it's important sometimes within reason to try not to spend too much time with those types of people negativity is something that really does multiply and it grows and grows the more it's listened to and entertained and then maybe passed on to another person there's a poem I actually really like and it's about smiling and about how smiling at one person can be passed around like pandemic and I think it's the same for negativity as well that has equal power in that when one person is negative to another person that person then feels a bit dragged down they are then more likely to be negative and it just then passes around I'm just gonna say a couple of lines out of the poem because I just I can't help myself it was like smiling is infectious you catch it like the flu when someone smiled at me today I started smiling too I passed around the corner and someone saw me grin and when they smiled I realized I passed it on to him so when you sm feel a smile begin don't keep it undetected I think it is let's start an epidemic quick and get the world infected <laughs> I loved that poem growing up and you know what after I heard it I used to walk home from school and smile at everyone I probably looked like an absolute nutter <laughs> but it's true so the point I'm trying to make as a highly sensitive person is to try and avoid general negativity whether that's from people in your life or the news and just try and keep light-hearted as much as possible so along those lines as well is to avoid too much stimulation so as i mentioned at the start of this podcast is i am very prone to sensory overload and i do think that's a really common thing for highly sensitive people so stimulation could come in a variety of forms it could be out and about in a city center and hearing all those noises and smells and busyness but we can get overloaded with sensory things in our own homes because we have so much access these days so we can go online and watch instagram reels and we will be able to absorb so much information at the same time we might have the tv on in the background the doorbell might go the dog might bark there might be a cat in the garden there are so many different things that can overwhelm us so i think 
being conscious to not overstimulate yourself. I've talked about this in my last podcast, which was about becoming more soft and feminine. And that was the idea that we are uncomfortable with silence we are uncomfortable with stillness as a society these days and I think as a highly sensitive person it's more important than ever to make sure that you aren't overstimulated and you're having that quiet time just to think and just to be and just to be in your own mind I think that is super super important because we are so affected by the world more than everyone else we then have to consume less of the world if that makes sense so tip number five is that if you really do have to go into a busy scenario or a busy place and there's no way around it it's about having a plan of action so something that has helped me is if I need to go somewhere busy or even for me I get very overwhelmed with supermarkets and things like that something that has really helped me which is kind of the opposite of what I've just said about overstimulation and that is by distracting myself with either music or a podcast it helps me just stay in my own brain a little bit more and it helps me not be as affected by everything going on around me so for example when I go into the office sometimes I can feel very very overwhelmed when I'm working in an office and I get less work done in an office compared to working from home because I am so highly sensitive and there's noises of other people working around me, other people on calls, there's noises from the road and it can just be really overwhelming. So what I did one day, I put my headphones in and I typed into YouTube, relaxing coffee shop music and it was just this lovely like ambiance with a little bit of music and coffee sounds and things like that. Like not coffee sounds, people making coffee, you know what I mean. And I found that really helped just to focus my mind on what I was doing myself and less about my surroundings. So if you do have to go somewhere busy and you can't avoid it, maybe you have to work in a busy office or something like that, it's just about putting those steps to really focus your mind inward. And I don't mean to do it the whole time you're there because then you could look quite antisocial, but just be conscious that you might need that those quiet moments more than everyone else and as well if you are going into a busy environment say for example you are having to go into a city it's about knowing how long I have to be there and am I going to need a break so if for example you know you have to be in a city centre for five hours straight that is going to be very very difficult for a highly sensitive person to cope with and then not feel completely exhausted and burnt out at the end of it so maybe knowing that having some sort of plan where halfway through I'm going to go to this coffee shop which I know is a lot quieter to the rest maybe it's a little bit of a walkout but it's going to do me a lot of good and I'm going to feel a lot more energized after I've done that so it's about making plans and making sure you have those little breaks when you need them. My next tip is about connecting with nature. I think nature is one of the things in life that is number one free and it is so powerful and it has such huge effects on our mental health. There is very little out there these days that is so good for our mental health and so good for our wellbeing that is free. So because it's there, it's why not use it? That is, it's probably the most underused tool for managing anxiety that 
does exist so all that you can do to be out in nature even if it's just a quick walk even if all you can manage is a couple of minutes in your garden before you go out and maybe if you live in a city center or a really busy place maybe if you don't have time to get out and go for a walk in the countryside you can even look online there is all sorts online about watching other people in the countryside and although that isn't as good as directly connecting with nature yourself it's still going to give you those slight moments of peace when you are mindful and focusing just on one little thing so for example when you're out for a walk a butterfly might come past you and for those couple of seconds all you are focused on is that butterfly and I don't know about you but personally for me in those moments I really find that my mind goes quiet and the noise of the world dies down and I just feel focused and mindful so that is a really good tip that I find really helps me and I hope it could really help you as well and that is just to connect in nature as much as possible. My next tip is about finding peaceful hobbies so a lot of our hobbies these days it could be done in a team it could be done in a group of people it could be mean leaving your house I'm talking about finding a peaceful hobby that gives you that alone time and gives you that time to be mindful so the types of hobbies I'm talking about is maybe art or sewing or even homemaking in your house doing some cleaning baking whatever it is that is going to give you that moment of peace while also focusing your attention on a hobby that could be um, connecting with animals there are so many different things it could be it could even be sitting down and playing with your makeup for a little bit I think as highly sensitive people that time alone is so invaluable and if we don't get enough time alone then we are really going to feel stressed out and just like we are being pushed from pillar to post and we won't have time to really deal with our emotions because let's face it as highly sensitive people we do have emotions that are more easily accessed <laughs> than other people we tend to wear our heart on our sleeve and because of that we need that time alone to be able to heal from things to be able to hear what we're even thinking and having a peaceful hobby that gives you that time to just be alone and focus on something small that is going to really help my next point is very vague and that is just self-care. Whatever that means to you, we need self-care. Every, everyone needs self-care, but especially as a highly sensitive person, self-care is really going to help restore you and self-care is something that ultimately really restores our happiness and peace and if we are feeling like the world is getting us down then that is something we need to change through self-care there's a quote I really like and it is about let your smile change the world but don't let the world change your smile and a way to make sure that the world is not getting you down is by spending that time on yourself to give yourself that permission to spend however much time you have to just focus inward and I know that's really difficult to do especially if you do live a busy life or you've got a crazy career or you're a mum everyone I think finds it hard to prioritise self-care because it can feel selfish and if you are a highly sensitive person you are so used to being empathetic and giving out to other people that it can actually feel quite strange and quite alien to then redirect that focus back inward and I'm not saying to spend 
hours and hours of your time just focusing on yourself and ignoring everyone else because actually then we are becoming more like narcissists than highly sensitive people but I think as highly sensitive people that isn't something we need to worry about we are always going to have that empathy that's not going to go just because we decide to spend an hour having a bath or doing our nails or whatever it is that you want to do to focus on your self-care we're never going to change we're never going to suddenly become these selfish people and that is a fear I've had throughout my life as well of if I start focusing more on myself will I be seen as selfish or could I become selfish and that is something that I've always panicked about myself but I I think as I've grown up I've realised that's just not going to happen I would have to change who I am at my very core to stop caring about other people so by sorting myself out first by putting my own oxygen mask on before helping other people it is gonna help everyone in the long run you can't pour from an empty cup you can't give out what you don't have to give and if you are feeling run down emotionally drained you're not going to be able to help people in the way that you could if you had just focused a little bit of time on yourself my next point is to start learning about slow living so slow living is something that I really when I found out the concept of slow living it really resonated with me as something that I need to be doing I am very comfortable in a simple life I don't have great ambitions I don't have um, great materialistic goals I'm very comfortable with just the simple life the day-to-day little things I find gratitude in the smallest things and I think that really helps me as a highly sensitive person I think the worst thing a highly sensitive person could do is strive for more and more and more and push themselves and push themselves until they reach a breaking point I'm not saying it's not good to grow and push yourself within reason but I think when you get caught in that rat race of keeping up with the Joneses and feeling like you have to have all these material items and you have to have all these different things in your life that can be very draining so the more you can learn about slow and simple living the better about intentional living as well, about not just letting your days and your weeks and your years sweep you up and not having any intention behind how you're spending your time. My tip number 10 is quite an obvious one and that is to focus on rest. So it's so important for us to be getting a right amount of sleep and trying to increase our sleep quality. So it is important to try and sleep for eight hours a night. Some people can survive off six. Personally, I think if you're a highly sensitive person, you need eight or more. Personally, my optimum is 10. less than 10 hours and I do feel a little bit tired in the day and the way to increase our sleep is through very simple sleep hygiene tips so the first one I feel like everyone knows this which is to try and avoid blue light before bed so that is through things like tvs screens your phone try and and some phones as well have where you can turn off the blue light um, a couple of hours before bed but even better than that if you can put screens away altogether for an hour before bed and just focus on your evening routine of getting your shower taking your skin taking I know you said taking your skin off taking your makeup off and doing your skincare and then getting into bed and trying to read a book that is going to help you so much so if you can just focus on those simple sleep hygiene tips another thing that will help as well is getting into bed at the same time every night that is going to be something that will really help you and then my final point 
is don't try and change who you are. Don't let the world tell you you're too sensitive. You are who you are and you have power because you're sensitive. The world thrives on different personalities and wouldn't the world be a sadder place without us in it. We're, we're empathetic, we're sensitive. Yes, some people might think we're too sensitive and we take offence easily <laughs> and things like that, but actually we have a lot of power, so don't try and change yourself because at the end of the day, we can only be who we are. So I hope this podcast has been enjoyable. I hope you have found the tips useful and I will see you in my next one. Mm-hmm.